what is going on? Welcome back to the, another episode of the Hawks Fan TV Podcast. I'm your host, Mac, joined by my co-host, Alex. And I guess we are excited to bring you this week's episode. I know we've had a little bit of a hiatus, but Alex and I have had pretty hectic lives here soon. I'm sure you guys have seen. He just got uh, announced that he's having a, a baby girl, which is super exciting. I was on my bachelor trip in New York City, checking out uh, Trey Young's property over there at Madison Square Garden. Um, so life's been a little bit hectic for us, but we are able to get an episode recorded for you guys this week. And at least, I, I don't know what's happening, Alex. It seems like every time we record, we're recording after a win, whether it may be, you know, a four-game losing streak heading into that win. At least, you know, the last game uh, the, the, the Hawks played against the Raptors, we, we were able to win. So, But I will say, that's a one-point win against a shorthanded Raptors team. So we'll, we'll, we'll dive deep in, deeper into that in just a second. But, uh, but other than that, Alex, how, how's everything been, man? Yeah, um, it's like you said, man, it's been super hectic. Uh, just a lot of things going on with our per- uh, personal lives uh, and, and all that craziness. So, yeah, uh, we, we apologize for not staying consistent and getting more episodes out. But we're, we're glad to be uh, recording today. And, and like you said, we're coming off a win. Uh, it wasn't a pretty win, Matt. Certainly not a pretty win, but we, we got the win uh, nonetheless. And win or very hard to come by these days and so i'm just glad we were able to get some sort of uh, momentum going as we play the lakers tonight as our time of recording so hopefully we can make it two in a row yeah no man i think the lakers you know they're they're in the same boat as us right now where they are vastly underperforming their expectations this season so honestly man we could we could sneak away with a win here tonight against the lakers but going back to that raptors game as i as i mentioned previously you know, guys, we were coming in on a four-game losing streak, which was our second four-game losing streak of the year. And we won by a point against a shorthanded Raptor teams to avoid our second, fifth game losing streak of the year. That's right. The Hawks have losing streaks of three, four, four, and five now, which is just uh, – I, I, you know, it is what it is, guys. It's – it's we, we've had some rough times here this season so far. But, um, you know, we <laughs> – it was a very exciting end, whether whether you're a Raptors fan or a Hawks fan. That was a, a very crazy end. Obviously, Sadiq Bay winning it for us with that putback with about, I think it was 1.1 seconds left. Trey Hill almost lost it for us and almost won it for us, almost lost it for us, almost won it for us. So it was just a it was a very perplexing game, but I feel like it's a game that honestly embodies the entire season very well for the Atlanta Hawks. Um, you know, and and I, I saw this stat, which you know, it was down on my notes, but I just saw it. The fifth time this season that four of our players have recorded a double-double. No other team in the NBA has done that once. I digged as deep as I could before this episode to find our record. I don't know what it is. Right now, I at least know there's one win in there. Um, so I'll try and find that record for you guys. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was a very perplexing game in, in all. And at the end of the day, I, I, I think it was a, a win that I was happy to get. I, I say that. With with you know that this look on my face because it's it was I, at this point I don't even know anymore man I I really don't I I don't know so what how how are you feeling Alex? Yeah, it was it was an ugly game, Mac. Um, you know the the first quarter was really fun and exciting. You know we were up by double digits. The defense looked good. The offense was flowing, um, and, and it was a fun game, man. It was a fun game. And then as the game went on, we slowly started to lose uh, our, our big cushion. Next thing you know, the game's tied. And then, bam, the Raptors are ahead of us all of a sudden. And, and yeah, it came to the wire. And we we luckily squeaked out a W. 
Um, there was a report that came out on the last two minute report by the NBA officials, and they did at least admit that they got the call incorrectly when Trey turned it over, which led to that easy fast break dunk from uh, Scotty Barnes. Um, so, yeah, that was should have been a foul. The, the ref officiating report did say that they missed that call. But, hey, luckily for us, even despite that turnover, um, we were able to get the win. Uh, and, and it was by the unsung hero, Sadiq Bey, by all players. So that was fun. It was unexpected. If you would have told me, you know, Sadiq Bey would have hit a game-winning buzzer beater, you know, to, to result in a one-point victory against the Raptors going into the, the game, I would have called you crazy because I was like, there's no way that we go toe-to-toe with the Raptors. The Raptors are really bad, right? And, and it brings me joy to say that just because, you know, Given our history, Mac, we've always kind of had like a mini rivalry with the Toronto Raptor fan base, especially on Twitter and stuff like that. So um, it, it makes me happy when I see that they're not a good team. They're just they're really bad this year. And that's not a knock on them. It's just the reality. Um, but we have no room to talk. We are almost as bad, just as bad as them. <laughs> um, so they were, you know, at full strength. They're still a pretty bad team. But they were missing three starters, Mac. They were missing RJ. They were missing Emmanuel quickly, which hurt them a lot, obviously, and Jakob Pertl. Um, and we were missing two starters. But still, we should have comfortably won this game. This is literally a microcosm of the entire season. We just aren't good. We are not even the fact that we're just not good or we're not even mid. We are literally bad this year. We're a bad basketball team. Um, there's there's no sugarcoating it. We're not good. We can't play a lick of defense. Uh, our defense, our offense is inefficient. Um, our guys that we're relying on to hit open shots and, and do the right things just aren't aren't capitalizing on their opportunities. So yeah, with all things considered, we're a bad team. And us squeaking away a one point victory against the Raptors is nothing to be proud of, in my opinion. It just goes to show and, and it reemphasizes how bad this team truly is. Um, and I don't I don't know. I, I don't see us even sniffing close to 35, 36 wins this season. I think, you know, we might get uh, – I don't know. I don't know. We, we I don't even know if we're going to have as many wins as Trey, Trey's rookie year, and that would be insane. Last thing I'm going to say before I pass it back to you, and uh, if you couldn't tell, I had some um, some venting to do to get off my chest from this – just how this season's been going. But Sadiq Bey had a – you know, I'll be the first to admit he had a good game uh, the other night against the Raptors, right? Well, I don't want to say a good game. If you just looked at the box score, you would think he had a good game. And a lot of, you know, people on Twitter and things like that were coming after me because I've been very critical of Sadiq Bey for the past, you know, like, I don't know, three, four weeks now. Um, and now he hit the game winner. He had 26 points. People were coming at me on Twitter saying, you see how good Sadiq Bey is? You see how valuable he is? This and that. Um, and all you're doing is trashing him for the past three, four, five weeks. Look. Sadiq Bey had 26 points. He chipped in a lot of rebounds. He still shot 0 of 6 from 3. He still shot, you know, um, he missed five free throw attempts from the line. And again, 0 of 6 from 3 is the big indicator. We're not going to see Sadiq Bey consistently attack the rim and get, you know, 12, 13 rebounds for us on a consistent basis. We did that because we were playing, A, a really bad team in the Raptors, and B, a really un undersized team in the Raptors that were missing three starters so you know context matters mac and like 
you know, against some of the better teams in this league, we can't rely. Like, there's a reason why Sadiq Bey has never scored that many points all season long until we played the Raptors that were down, you know, to, to G League players pretty much. So that that's concerning. Like, I'm happy he he made most of his opportunity. He, he scored 26 points on us, got double-digit rebounds. But we were he's not going to be effective if he's not doing what his primary role is, and that is hitting open threes. He is still struggling mightily, like mightily. And uh, I don't know when this slump is going to last. Like, it could be very possible that we don't see him shoot, you know, anything close to what he did last season for the remainder of the season. So that's that's all I wanted to chime in. Um, I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, man. I I feel like you got to give him his flowers. Obviously, he hits a game winner, drops 26 points. But as you mentioned, was over 6 from 3 and – actually has one of the lowest percentages. I think it may be even the lowest percentage in the league for 50-plus uh, attempts from the corner uh, for three-point percentage. Like, he, that's what he, that's what we signed him for. That's what he's supposed to be doing. He's clearly, you know, shooting those shots at a high clip. He's just not making them. Um, and you know what? I, I know we probably shouldn't be listening to any of these talking heads, peanut gallery, whatever you want to call them, on Twitter after every single game. But sometimes it does get a little annoying when – you know, Sadiq Bey finally has a good game and they come at you and they're like, oh, don't you see how valuable Sadiq is now? Well, where the hell has that been the last three weeks, man? It's an 82-game season. Like, you can't just have one good game every two months and then all of a sudden he's a valuable player in the league. Like, that's just not how it works. Um, but, you know, like you said, man, it's, it's you know, um, you, 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 you highlighted at one point the, the inefficiency on offense is what absolutely blows my mind because if you go look, at all of the offensive stats for, for the Hawks, we are honestly top 10, top five in a, so many of them, so many of them. And you're like, wow, this is really encouraging, man. So, so let me, let me read some of these. So we are eighth in field goal made first in field goal attempted 24th in field goal percentage. We are eighth and three point made seventh and three points attempted 19th and three point percentage. It's, it's mind boggling, man. Like it makes no sense to me that we aren't getting up as many shots as we, we're getting up any shot we want at the end of the day with, with that many field goals attempted. Um, it, you know, it really doesn't matter, but you're, you're basically bottom five and percentage is just blows my mind, man. I, I don't understand it. I thought these were things that were supposed to be fixed in this system and fixed with some of the players that we signed last year and, and the, the players that we were supposed to be emphasizing in the offense. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is, man. Another another interesting stat that I think is so hilarious. We are first in offensive rebounds in, in the league, but 25th in defensive rebounds. Well, I think that stat is a little inflated because of Clint Capella, and I, I really do mean no disrespect to this whatsoever, but Clint Capella leads the league in offensive rebounds for a reason, and that's because that man has absolutely no touch around the rim and just sits there and plays – tip ball with himself basically he gets he get, he'll get four offensive boards in one possession sometimes because he misses three or four shots in a row which is just not good basketball guys if you're a box score watcher you're gonna see that and be like oh look at him he's getting all these boards it doesn't matter man it does absolutely nothing for us so i just i i don't know man it's it's gotten to a point where you know the the stats just keep every single one you read. All right, so here's another one. Fourth in total points scored. We have we have a top five offense, 29th in points given up, which is there's 30 teams in the league, guys. So um, do the math on that one. It, it it's it's so crazy to me. And honestly, 
what blows my mind is there's always going to be teams that are top five offense, bottom five defense in the NBA. There's there's going to be at least one team like that every single year. Well, there's another team right there with us that's in both of those categories, top five offense and bottom five defense, and that's the Indiana Pacers. And guys, they're seven games above 500. We're eight games below 500. Explain to me how that works. So I truly don't know what it is at this point, man. Um, one, two more little stats real quick. And, and this, this is, this is, you know, honestly just trying to say that if, if you think that this is, a uh, you know, not even a winning product, cause it's clearly not a winning product, but a profitable product, whatever, whatever you want to call it. We are 26th in attendance right now, 26th, which is, which is mind blowing to me. I would have never guessed that. I, I feel like we've been top five the last three or four years. So, um, and I'm really just bringing up that stat to just say, like, guys, it, there are, there are things that need to be fixed here, and I just Absolutely. feel like we're, we're we're just getting stuck in this perpetual will of not wanting to change anything because you know it's I I, I don't know I don't know it's <laughs> I, I'm obviously like you, Alex, venting a little bit, and just at this point, you know, I just I just want to see better days, man. I thought that I thought they were around the corner and and maybe they're a little further than we thought so it's uh yeah that's that's where we're at <laughs> bro it's it's crazy because yeah when you look at the games like i'm surprised even there, there's still that many fans that go to the games i mean we just it's it's been a horrible season like given given the context and all the expectations that we had going into this season right New Brit, you know, Quinn Snyder finally have an offseason with him. You know, the DeJounte Murray, Trey Young backcourt experiment has a real coach at the helm. Um, you know, the emergence, uh, us being super high on, you know, Jalen and, and, and AJ and all the younger guys and things like that. You know, maybe this is the year that DeAndre Hunter and, um, you know, other players kind of take that full leap. But, yeah, I mean, we, we, we saw it firsthand, Mac. We literally had a – preseason article come out right before the season started and we all gave our predictions right I'm I think you were a little bit more modest with your prediction but I said hey I think we're going to win 50 games I think we're going to be a top four seed in the east this and that um and, and you know I said Trey Young was going to be an MVP candidate and boy was I wrong right we are night what almost 10 games under 500 at this point uh Trey you know, he's playing great, but definitely not near the MVP caliber race type of uh, ladder that we were hoping for. I was hoping for the only thing I got right was bogey six man and, and Jalen Johnson MIP. Bogey's cooled off a lot, though, so maybe his uh, six man of the year campaign uh, isn't as strong as it once was. But hey, the Jalen Johnson MIP agenda is still alive and well. But yeah, man, with all the expectations that we had going into the season, um, this is very disappointing. I can't think of a season as disappointing as this one, just given the high hopes, the expectations of the new coach, the new system, et cetera. And here we are, man. I don't know. It's tough. Oh, yeah. No, man. I remember, at, you know, media day back in September, both of us sitting there, man, just uh, along with the rest of the reporters, man, bright eyed, just excited for a new coach and a new culture and a, and a just you know, winning basketball. I think everybody kind of felt the same. I didn't think anyone necessarily thought we were going to be, you know, in the NBA finals this next summer, but I think everybody kind of felt like, all right, you know, we're the Hawks are building something here, man. And it just, 
like you said, it, it's just been an incredibly disappointing season. And um, it happens, you know, <laughs> like you and I are both in our 30s now. We've been watching sports long enough. It happens. You know, there's there's definitely seasons that you look back on for any sport, whether it's the Braves, Falcons or, or the Hawks, where you're like, man, wish I could forget that one. So, you know, it it, it happens. And, you know, that's ultimately what the season will probably end up being. It's just a very forgettable season for us Hawks fans. And, um, you know, that's that's just it is what it is, man. So, um, you know, I, I think at this point, the the what we can salvage most out of this season is, you know, honestly, with the, the lottery, you can never really do this in the NBA, but try and position ourselves to get a better draft pick. I know that's something, you know, tanking, right? Like, I'm not saying tanking, but like, come on, guys, you know, I, I know it doesn't happen as much in the NBA, but don't be winning meaningless games in mid-April if if we're already well out of the playoffs, right? So, um, which... I did think it was funny yesterday. We we were technically tenth, so we were we were right in the play in. But then Brooklyn won last night, so now we're eleventh, and um, that's just so fitting, just just so fitting. But uh, but yeah, man, I I I don't really know what else to say at this point. Um, when it comes to the Hawks in their current state, uh, I I will say this. Um, you know. There, there are still things that we can hang our hat on when this season is done. As you just mentioned, the bogey and, and Jalen, right? Like, both those guys, especially bogey, because he, at this point, man, Austin Reeves could go out there and just crap his pants every single game, and I think he would still win it. I don't know why his his odds are always the highest to win it, no matter what, no matter what point in the season. But he is the media darling. I guess I get it. But – um, you know, both those guys could still win those those awards if they, you know, really ramp it up here the last last few weeks, uh, last few months of the season, rather. Um, probably a stretch, but could still happen. And, you know, look, man, if Jalen Johnson is at least a finalist for most improved player, and that's something that we can at least go into next season being like, hey guys, we clearly have, you know, somebody that could very well be a superstar in this league and Jalen Johnson along with Trey Young, if, if Trey Young is here for the long haul, you know, I, I think that is to yet to be determined, but, um, you know, it's, it's crazy, man. And, and me just saying that just now, I would have never thought I'd ever say that, but after this season, you know, I'm not saying Trey's going anywhere necessarily just saying that, you know, I, I think you kind of have to reassess almost everything at this point when it comes to the Atlanta Hawks. So it's a, it's a, it's a strange time, man, but we're going to get through it. <laughs> Yeah, we we always do, Mac. That's that's the beauty of it. And hey, you know, as we're both older and what I like to believe, you know, we we're mature, right? We're we're fairly mature. Um, can't say that about myself, at least maybe seven eight years ago. But hey, as I'm about to be thirty one in what less than two weeks, um, I've realized now that no matter how much I love a team, no matter how passionate I am about a team whether it's the Hawks or the Braves or the Falcons is at the end of the day, I always remind myself, and this might be a good little advice to all the listeners out there. Um, no matter how you feel, no matter all the emotions that you have, whether it be happy or anger or, or sadness, etc., at the end of the day, nothing you do or say or feel is going to affect the outcome of this team or whatever team you're supporting. Right. At the end of the day, these guys get paid millions of dollars and they could give two shits about what you or me or anyone else has to say. 
Um, so, hey, as I've gotten older, I've learned to detach myself from more of the emotional uh, things of, of sides of, of sports fandom. But, hey, it's hard. You know, still I still get upset. Like I, I, I'm saying this now, Mac, but like literally in the heat of the moment when I'm watching the games, you know, I'll slam something. I'll hit a table. I'll throw a cup. You know, I'll cuss at the TV screen uh, in the heat of the moment. But it usually lasts about five minutes and then and then I'm over it in the past. I think it would linger for like a few days, maybe even a week or so if we really like, you know, had a really bad loss. But hey, I'm older now. I'm more mature. It doesn't affect me as much. So um, hopefully I can continue that mindset uh, as we uh, finish the remaining of the season, because I feel like it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. <laughs> I could not agree with you more on that last part, my friend. But I, I, I appreciate that for for myself and all the listeners as well, man, that little moment of Zen by Alex brought to you by the Hawks fan TV podcast. So thank you. <laughs> thank, exactly. thank you so much for that, man. Um, but yeah, no, you're exactly right guys. Uh, it's, it's hard not to be emotional when it comes to sports, especially when you can spend as much time, money and effort as some of us will on these teams. But as Alex said, especially on the professional level, remember that these guys are, you know, most especially in the nba okay let's be real most of them are very rich and really could care less if you are upset about them you know not getting that extra rebound or whatever it may be okay so um but yeah no that's uh that's that's our life lesson for the day we will we will actually wrap up the episode on that um we'll let you guys know that going forward we are going to do a little bit different of a format as i was kind of getting at towards the beginning of the episode our our lives have gotten a little more hectic with our schedules and whatnot. So the weekly recap is probably going to be retired for now. And what we're going to do going forward is we're going to be uh, picking like highlighted storylines, whether that is Trey Young being snubbed as an all-star or if we, you know, we're doing this earlier in the season, Jalen Johnson, you know, breaking through and, and coming into his own and all of that. So be on the lookout for those. They'll be coming out probably bi-weekly. And uh, they should be really fun, guys. It's going to be deep dives into the storylines. We're going to have really cool stats and uh, hopefully can even get some really cool guests on at some point for those as well. So be on the lookout for those. Be on the lookout for all of our content as well at HawksFanTV.com. That's where you'll find our articles and other cool things as well. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter slash X and Instagram at HawksFanTV. That's where you'll find all of our post-game and pre-game spaces. I know Alex will do pre-game every now and then. Actually, Alex will even just – I've been at work, and I'll get the notification that a space will start. Uh, so, Alex, Alex will be doing these spaces at any time, guys. So, definitely be be on the lookout for those. And uh, as as always, thank you guys for the support. We, uh, we're going to keep it coming. Of course. All right, guys. Go Hawks, and we'll see you next time.